Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, of course, we got the NBA draft coming up tonight. Burns and Gamble will take you up to 6 o'clock with the coverage, and then we will have draft coverage after that through the end of the first round as well. Well, if we got Gambo on the uh, on the line joining us right now, which is uh, pretty good guy to talk to today, because, Gambo, how's it going? Boys, what's going on? Uh, well, you tell us, man. You're the guy that usually has the inside scoop on all this stuff, and this feels like a, a fairly big day. Well, you started. What do, what do you want to ask about? Well, I guess let's just uh, let's start with the draft itself. Do you see the Suns being active during the draft? Well, they they there was a lot of debate going into today of whether they would pick at fifty two or fifty seven. Matter of fact, I was looking at two mock drafts today. One was on the Athletic that had them picking at fifty two, and then ESPN has them picking at fifty seven. So they don't know. <laughs> so I mean, both the Athletic has the Suns taking Adam Flagler at fifty two, and the Athletic has them taking Jordan Miller from Miami at fifty seven. Um, what I I was told today is that they, they still have 52. As of right now, they still have pick 52. There was a lot of debate about where they'd be picking because it may have been a swap with Washington. It might have been part of that deal with Beal was that they were going to have to swap even second round picks. Um, pick swaps not only in first round, but also second round. But as of right now, um, what they have is they still have 52 at this time. Now, I don't think they're going to make a pick at 52, guys. I do not think they'll make a pick at 52. I think it's likely that they look to trade the pick and maybe get a player or maybe use the pick and throw in some cash and maybe try to move up to get a better position. Yes, I, I think that that's a possibility. You know, you could buy a pick, right? You could take, hey, here's the Lakers did it. You could say, here's $4 million, give me a pick. And uh, some teams may do that if, they, if they've got a lot of picks. They might sell, sell you a pick for three, four, five million dollars $5 But you could also use that money to move up. So you could say, hey, listen, we'll give you $2 million, and you know we'll give you pick number 52, and we'll move up 10 spots. I mean, it's something similar to what the Lakers just did today, is try to move up and use some cash to do that. So while they have pick 52, I think there's a chance that they don't actually pick at 52. So, Johnny, um, with the huge blockbuster trade that came down, of course, with Porzingis, three-team deal that is out there right now, and the NBA draft being tonight, do you think it increases the chances of DeAndre Ayton being traded today? You know, Wolf, I'm... I, I don't think he's going to get traded. And I know I'm really, really against the grain here because like 90% of everybody that covers the sports has them trading DeAndre Ayton. And I feel like I'm a little bit on an island by myself. What, I, what I've said is that I, I think it's very likely that he stays, that he doesn't get traded. Part of the reason why is that Frank Vogel loves him. I mean, he absolutely loves him. And he is absolutely trying to get the Phoenix Suns organization to keep him. <laughs> He compares him to Roy Hibbert, except much more athletic, much more offensively gifted than what Roy Hibbert was. But body-wise, he compares him to Roy Hibbert, who he coached in Indiana. Um, as far as DA is concerned, like I'm not ruling it out. Like I'm not saying there's no way they're going to trade him, right? Because there is a way that they trade him. Like if they if they're able to get some really good rotation help, they may do it. So if they can get if make a trade. With some really good rotation help, then I do think they trade him. But what I've heard it is it most likely that they keep him. But they haven't said it's definite. We're not even taking calls or anything like that. It's like if somebody blows him away with a really good offer for good rotation right. players, yes, 
Yes, they could trade him. You know what's amazing about that, Johnny, is honestly, it, it just it makes me think of every coach I've ever known that was a really hardcore coach. Every coach that I've ever known that really believed in himself and his coaching ability, man, he wanted some raw material. <laughs> he wanted a guy that was really talented because they believed they could change him. They could reach him. And that's Vogel. I, I, it's, and that's, that's right, Vogel, John. Yeah, listen, I've talked with play I've talked with people that have coached with Vogel, that have played for Vogel. He really loves DA. Like and he needs him in his system. So I know that Vogel is pushing the organization to keep him. I know that. That's that's he is. He wants DA to stay. He needs a player like that in his system. Look, here's the reality too. If you trade DA, I mean, who's your center? Like you can't go in there with Jock Landell as your starting center. You'll get killed. I mean, you just can't have that. Um so I do think that they will at, at this point I think it's likely they keep him but I'm not I'm not like reporting like he's off the table. Right, Nobody's right. they're not even taking calls on him. They're, they're, they're hanging up the phone when anybody asks about him. They'll still take calls, they'll listen, but what they don't want to do guys, they don't want to take back bad contracts. They don't want to be like, hey, you want to get off a DA? Okay, he's got $30 million in the next three years. We'll give you these two players, and that adds up to 25 but they're no good. They don't, want, they don't want to do that, and they're not going to do that. Gambo's joining us. Uh, Gambo, okay, so you, you said, you know, probably not picking at 52 if they, if they, if they can move up or whatever, and, and like you said, we don't even know if it's 52 or 57 yet. The, the fact that that deal hasn't officially been finalized, from what you're hearing, is that holding them up at all from being able to make other moves or are they just moving forward no i think they're moving forward i think it's um it hasn't been finalized yet and i think part of it is can you know can washington spin off chris paul somewhere else can they turn it into a three-team trade if they can't you know then then everything that you know the suns are you know giving up what they're giving up and you know paul shamit bunch of second round picks pick swaps in the first because the suns don't have any first round picks to offer because they're all gone but they could they could swap with the picks that they do have, they could swap. And sometimes they're valuable. Sometimes they're not. You know, it depends. I mean, if the Suns are really good, it's, it's not even going to result in anything. But, no, my understanding is that they're moving on. They just weren't sure if they were going to have 52 or 57. They got to this morning, and they're still being told that they've got 52. So, at this point, they're going forward as they have number 52 in the draft unless something changes and they, they end up having to swap with Washington. But it is interesting that if you go to different mock drafts, Athletic and ESPN, you'll see them picking at 1 and 52, 1 and 57 because they don't know. But I do believe that they're picking at 52 based on what the Suns think as of this morning. But but Johnny, we, I mean, the Beal deal is going to go through, correct? I mean, this, yes. is, this is going to there's no, there's no reason to be... No. No. Okay, good. Uh, no. Gamble, one other thing I heard you talking about on your show, and, and I, I saw you tweet it out too, but the stuff with Chris Paul uh, bringing up Isaiah Thomas a couple times, what are you, what's your reaction to that? Isaiah Thomas wasn't there. He wasn't part of it. Like when they went to, went to meet, it was the owner, it was Bartlestein, it was the coach, Frank Vogel, and it was the GM, James Jones. And those are the four people that go, went to go meet with Beal. Look, this started on Monday. Um, not this past Monday, the Monday before. So it was a five-day process of them trying to get Beal. This whole Isaiah Thomas thing is just so completely blown out of proportion. It's a it's a confidant. I mean, I'm sure you know, Ron. I'm sure you've got confidence, guys. That yes. you know when you're, you're that you talk to and you say you, you pick their brains for some advice now and then, right? Yes. I mean, so do I. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is if Isaiah Thomas and Tom Izzo are confidants and hey. 
you know, we're thinking about doing this. I want to get your opinion. I don't know why people are up in arms about it. I think maybe there's some hatred for Isaiah Thomas, but Isaiah Thomas is not the GM. He didn't orchestrate the, cha- the trade. James Jones did orchestrate the trade. He's their GM. And I if, did, did, did Matt Ishbier bounce the idea off of Isaiah Thomas? Probably. Probably. Maybe Tom Izzo, too. But I don't know, know why that's a big deal. It's People are making it out to be a big deal. Maybe Chris is bitter because he, he, didn't, he wanted to stay, and he got traded, and he's looking for somebody yes. to blame. But... They weren't. Isaiah Thomas wasn't there when they went to go meet with Beal. He didn't have any influence on the Suns making this decision. Gambo, we appreciate it, man. Two to six, we'll be listening with. Uh, I'm assuming more uh, more insight heading up to the draft. All right, boys. Have Thank a good you, day. Johnny. Appreciate Thanks it, man.